Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Hey guys, we're using Poshmark and you should too. Do you have things that you don't wear anymore? Poshmark is seriously the easiest way to make room in your closet, make some cash, and also snag a bargain. It's the coolest reseller with the best brands like Lululemon, Nike Reformation, and Gucci for up to 70% off. DJ Khaled has a closet and Serena Williams. Download the app today. Enter Podcast 10 when you sign up for $10 off your first purchase on Poshmark. Another day, another unknown. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever happens, Comcast Business will keep you ready with a network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary. This podcast is brought to you by Simply Safe. If you have 30 minutes, you never have to worry about home break-ins ever again. That's how quick it is for you to set up. Simply Safe. Just go to simplysafe.com/adam. Choose the exact sensors you need and get started with your custom system. And free security camera at simplysafe.com slash Adam. So we're going to get into uh, the apology for Lynn manuel from the Heights. I've got a lot to say about that in an article that you will not believe telling him how he needs to apologize. Also, um, much news of the day coming as well. First, I'll tell you about McGuire's. Over the last few years, McGuire's launched a new generation of protective products, specifically geared toward DIYers, hybrid ceramic, spray wax, bright blue bottle, advanced SiO2 hybrid technology delivers ceramic wax protection and durability beyond traditional wax. McGuire's hybrid ceramic liquid wax, long-lasting ceramic protection and an easy-to-use wax, hybrid ceramic spray detailer for the in-between, in-between washes, Boosts the maintenance, removes dust, fingerprints, and bird droppings. This year, they expanded to include new hybrid ceramic wash and wax, bright orange bottle, two unique liquid systems together in one bucket. Meguiar's has a hybrid ceramic solution for everyone. Ceramic made easy. That is Meguiar's. Killer Jeans, new podcast featuring two journalists with over 30 years investigating experience, asking direct questions many don't think to ask. Kelly McClear and Melissa McCarty. Find the stories, crimes, mysteries, and murders others couldn't uncover. They want to deliver the truth and provide justice for those affected. They're out there traveling the country, hitting the streets, so you can hear from the victim, their loved ones, experts, law enforcement, and even the killers themselves. Killer Jeans, subscribe now wherever you get podcasts. From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today, reporters and the hosts of the Underworld podcast, Danny Gold and Sean Williams. With Gina Grad on news and Bald Brian on sound effects, and now, the guy who talks dirty at night, Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice, but got to mandate you get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you, right, Gina Grad? That's right. And Bald, what? Oh, Brian's quiet. getting an infusion. He's running a little bit late. He'll be rolling in here in about uh, half an hour, so we'll check about um, his medical status. Talks a- dirty at night. As well. Yeah, that was uh, Jerry Lewis. Oh. Um, that was load. the story that I told on stage in uh, Golden, Colorado, uh. which is... Um, uh, I met Jerry Lewis. I didn't know I met Jerry Lewis. I forgot I met Jerry Lewis. But Jimmy and Mike were there to confirm. He seems pretty hard to forget because of uh, because cantankerous. Yeah. We're not talking Jerry Lee Lewis. No, it's uh, it's an interesting uh, thing for all, uh, all, all those within the sound of my voice, which is um, Jerry Lewis is one of the most celebrated yeah. comedic, actors and comedians and performers of really Three all generations all american yeah. history and uh, then the telethon mm-hmm. with jerry's kids and the whole nine yards 
And then at the very end of his career, he gives this super snarky, <laughs> shitty interview. One shitty interview to some kid. And he's kind of like this shit interview guy. Yeah. Like he's the bad guy yeah. from the time he gave that interview when he was 89. That's true. After a 60-year career. <laughs> after how much money to muscular dystrophy? Yeah. And after probably hitting the first stage when he was 13, yeah. you know, he had, you know, I say 60 years, probably 70 years. Yeah career and uh yeah, that's how he goes down so <laughs> if you're going to give an interview at the end of your life uh, be nice be nice like um like they uh, said in roadhouse all right so we'll that's get right. caught up with uh, that i have some uh, news that's going to uh, upset you gina grad oh, no more uh, more heights controversy <gasps> no come on you love that you love that it's musical. Great. Have you watched it yet? I've not watched it yet. You'll love it. I'm planning on it and it's uh you know, it's I don't know, ninety five with the critics and ninety six with the people As on it Rotten be. Tomatoes. Pre- pretty hard to argue with those kind of numbers. Anyway, um I was talking about we're kind of planning on, you know, Bill Maher sort of semi famously said last weekend that uh Lynn Manuel should not be apologizing. Right. Um you know, I've heard like people defending Lin Manuel, like that's how he felt. Leave him alone. It's like, yeah, but it's not how he felt, right? <laughs> but we know it's not how he felt because, like I said before, when this happened with Hamilton, like how dare you do this musical where you're, you know, people said you're essentially celebrating slave owners, and which is like pretty narrow perspective. <clears throat> and he said, essentially, you're more than welcome to write your own musical if you'd prefer to do that. Right, but uh, the woke mob has caught up to Lin Manuel. Come but uh, I'll play you Bill Maher, and then then we'll kind of get into this uh, story. The committee that makes note of everyone's skin tone discovered this, and then Lin Manuel Miranda had to say, "I'm truly sorry. I'm learning from the feedback. I thank you for raising it, and I'm listening. I promise to do better in my future projects." This is what I was talking about with Nikki. Please stop the apologizing. You're the guy who made the founding fathers black and Hispanic. I don't think you have to apologize to Twitter. For fuck's sake. Yeah, he went on to say, Democrats, you're undoing yourselves here because they're going to fuck up their party because there's a small a miniature group of democrats who just want everyone to apologize for everything right. all the time and it's all race-based and the and the rest of the majority of the same democrats are sort of going well, well just look the other way or what are you going to do but what's the end game because what are you going to do when there's nobody left to apologize i don't know but you should put that on a mug <laughs> um yes and and again Lin Manuel, as if he's even it. close to any part of anyone's problem. I don't get has it. Has done more for groups, diverse groups, in the last uh, fifteen years than and I can't think of a a per. You know, look, he does a fuck of a lot more than Al Sharpton does. Right, right. So and and it's interesting because in the cast of In the Heights, there are African Americans and there are Latinos, but the argument is there are no Afro Latinos. This when we're confused, that's when it gets scary. But this is this is my point. So you're dealing with people that are going into a pizza shop 50 years ago and going, no pepperoni, this is an outrage. And then they go, okay, we'll do pepperoni. Right. And then they come back and they go, no sausage and onion? And they go, oh, all right, well, let's get some sausage and onion. And now they're like, no persimmon and guava? Ah. This is an outrage. It's like... No, no. At a certain point, the pizza shop has all 10 offerings. Yes. You can't just keep going. You can't just keep it mixing and matching and using different color Legos and creating new nationalities that aren't represented. Well, it, absolutely. And that's the other thing. As somebody who's grown up a massive appreciator of musical theater, there the scope is so limited as to what you're what you can do. If you're, well, I mean, maybe not today, but up until right now, every cast, every casting is for a young, white, pretty ingenue. That's it. And if you're not that, I don't know, go be in Lion King, go be in Hairspray, go be in something from the last, you know, decade or two that might be able to somehow fit you in. But like Lynn manuel Miranda has busted down the door, as, as Bill Maher said, he made the Founding Fathers every color of the rainbow. He's celebrating this one tiny little, very ethnically diverse group in New York. And 
if you don't stop, he's going to stop. Well, not good enough. Well, he's going to stop. Not good enough for the Washington Post, by the way, that uh, Dawson has the uh, article which came out, I think, today. Opinion in the Heights is just more of the same whitewashed Hollywood. Oh, my God. How is that even, first off, how does that statement leave your fingers and enter your computer? I don't know. I mean, it's more whitewashed. I guess you could say La La Land is a whitewashed Hollywood. How is In the Heights a whitewashed Hollywood? How can it be whitewashed when there's no white people in it? Yes. I don't get it. All right. But the the point is, is it is it is abundantly clear now that your roommate is crazy. We used to have this thought of like, oh, well, I'll just do the dishes twice. Yeah, it's or, me. Or I'll, uh, I'll, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll shut the uh, lights off in the bathroom at, for for them after they leave right, for right. for work or whatever it is. It's it's abundantly clear now they're insane and there's nothing you can do. Yeah. So my point is to stop negotiating with the insane roommate. See, this is where Lin Manuel made his mistake. He apologized. They don't care. They want capitulation. You know, I think I may have brought up this term before, but I'm not sure. Um, There is something in psychology when you're dealing with a narcissist called gray rocking or Mm -mm. gray stoning. Not heard it. Which means you don't apologize to them. You don't lash out at them because they don't. You're not going to get the result you want. You gray stone. You, yes. uh-huh. yeah, great, yes. sure. No comment. So, so we're basically this is we're uh, we're doing this to a thing to a group of narcissists that you're not supposed to do. You're not supposed to apologize. Lashing out doesn't get you what you want. It's just gray rock. Okay, yes. I heard you. Thank you. Well, the guy hosted The Bachelor. Right. ABC should have Chris Harrison should have no comment. They just right. move on. He should have said some said nothing. They should have said just gray wall them yeah. and just move the fuck on yeah. and they go away. Sorry, go Can ahead. Can we please find out what the problem is? This opinion article from the Washington Post is written by Julissa Contreras mm-hmm. and Dash Harris Machado. Mm-hmm. The recent controversy surrounding In the Heights, the big-budget film based on the musical created by Lin-Manuel Miranda, came as no surprise for, Blatin, for black Latin American. They're and not called Blatin Dawson. That would be awesome, though. Latin American and Caribbean people. With its white and light-skinned leading roles, the film became part of a long tradition in the Americas of black erasure. Did they have white leading roles? In this, in Washington, in, in the Heights, no. But they're they're light skinned. Well, no, but he said white and light skinned. No, they're not white. With its white and light skinned leading roles. I didn't know that. When movie. By the way, are you allowed just to make shit up when you write opinion pieces? Like, ah, uh, but you're entitled to your opinion. I guess. I mean, I guess the lead's light skinned. This if is, it fits. but this feels like an uncomfortable conversation. Why should I have to figure out whether the lead is light skinned yeah. enough? Some opinions are okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. When moviegoers and journalists, including The Roots' Felice Leon, started highlighting the lack of black leading cast members in the film, many prominent figures rushed to defend it. We shouldn't burden Lin-Manuel with the responsibility of representing every Latino, commentator Anna Navarro said. You can never do right, it seems, actress Rita Moreno said in defense of Miranda. And then apologize. This is the man who literally oh, has she? brought yeah. oh, yeah, got it. Latino-ness and Puerto Rican-ness to America. Both accounts are inaccurate. The problem is believing that Latino-ness presents a worthy alternative to U.S. whiteness. When, it's, when, it's, when it is simply white he- hegemon- he- hegemony, hegemony. hegemony yeah. by another name. What Navarro and Moreno seem to be telling us is a version of what black folks everywhere have had to endure for a long time. Just shut up and be grateful. But all that triumphalist talk about representation crumbles when you point out how all the lead, all the film leads picked to rep- represent a heavily Afro-Dominican community just coincidentally and conveniently happen to pass the, quote, paper brown bag test. What's that? I know, it's just, if it's, you're lighter than a paper by the way, bag, I guess. These assholes are racist is really what's going on. It's now we're living in upside down Orwellian world where the people that are doing all the commenting on race are the fucking racist in our society. Sorry. Continue. The, the brown paper bag test. Uh, 
It's uh, where blacks with visible Eurocentric features, specifically skin tone equal to or lighter than the color of the brown paper bag, were allowed privileges unavailable to darker skinned blacks. All right. Okay. Privileges unavailable. Start a fucking business and see what happens. Privileges. I, by the way, could not pass that test, the brown paper bag test, but I did pass the Scooby-Doo lunch pail test recently. <laughs> so I got that in my corner. Black Latin American and Caribbean people are very familiar with this form of discrimination. At the core of the lip service is a continued adherence to anti-black practices. We live parallel realities, as most racialized people in white societies do. But we should continue challenging the, syst- the systematic decisions that make predominantly Afro-descendant communities more whitewashed fodder for white-centering Latinxes. I uh, I can never figure out what motivates people. Like I have to just sit around and talk about something that doesn't really exist and choose a bunch of ten dollar words and form it into something. And who's the audience? Like who reads this and goes, "Oh yeah, Lindman, okay, I'm tisk tisk." Yeah, that guy needs to pull it and together. So is there just real quick? Is there no more room for? Uh, patting someone on the back who took another l- l- leap forward as opposed to tis- tisking them because they didn't run fast enough to the finish line. This is a leap forward in musical theater. This is a leap forward in casting. There's a leap forward in Hollywood. Why yes. are we beating him down? I don't know. I was looking at this story and I was thinking about one of the biggest and most celebrated movies of the last five years is called Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. It's and it's an all Asian cast. It's not that diverse, to my knowledge. Okay. So I thought about title. it. They just leaned into it. Yeah. They went, it's called Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. And everyone went, all right, well, that's what it's called. It's filled with Asians. No problemo. I was thinking if he called it Crazy Poor Mexicans, <laughs> he may have avoided this. Mm. Oh, I thought there'd be backlash, but you might be No, right. I think he'd lean into okay. it. Like yeah. everyone stepped back from Crazy Rich Asians. Right. He should have called it crazy poor Mexicans. But anyway, you know, that's just one podcaster's opinion. Dawson. The true musical rhythm of Washington Heights is not playful salsa rhythms and a quirky Hamilton-esque hip hop, which, by the way, trivializes U.S. enslavement and white power. Oh, there we go. The true rhythm is Mm -hmm. deep dembo, trap, bachata, merengue, classico mix, Genres that honor the black culture at the center of the Dominican experience. As actress and playwright Guadalajara del Carmen. Well, here's the thing, too. Uh, hey, dickheads who wrote this article, go write a musical then and heal the that. nation. I was Would just you please? Say, where's the musical about trap music? I'd love to see it. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not fucking coal miners from the turn of the century. You're fucking writers sitting in Manhattan. I, I, use I, that computer yes. you used to shit out this yes. fucking article that's filled with mistruths and just go ahead and shit out a musical Ugh. as actress and playwright guadalese del carmen who grew up in chicago but found a real home in the heights puts it it wasn't until i moved there that i stopped feeling like a walking paradox sure musical theater has its own style but this film does more than remix sounds it remixes reality in the original that's Broadway what production, musicals do that's what musical is. I know you'd. Be, I knew you'd be animated. Do you think everybody's walking around in gingham hoop skirts in Oklahoma, or are we remixing reality? That's right. Thinking about how the farmer and the cowman should be friends. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Lynn highlights the dynamics of anti-blackness as it relates to Nina's father taking issue with her black boyfriend. Why was the decision made to remove that incredibly relevant thread? They said it was in the Broadway production. Mm-hmm. It was removed from the movie. This is the other thing, too, these assholes do all the time. They go like, well, there were. <laughs> there's an article about Tom Hanks, and I didn't talk to you about it, Max Rabbit. There's an article about Tom Hanks, and like somebody is tearing Tom Hanks a new asshole because they're saying he. It's not enough to not be racist. You have to be anti-racist. This is the new bar that people, we couldn't, no one would want to live in a society where everyone was just not racist. Oh, no, that would never work. You have to be anti-racist. So it's like saying, we live, it's not good enough to not litter. You have to be anti-littering. Right. But if you lived in a fucking society where nobody littered, 
then wouldn't you have a litter-free society? Yes, but like you say about progressive, which is funny because in you know many ways I do feel progressive. This is if nobody litters, now what's the problem? Progressive. So now we need to find a new movement. It's all in the title. It gets to this. It starts with stuff that exists, and it, right. but it, it can't stop. So now we've got to Lynn Manuel. That's how it goes. The the Tom Hanks one. Like they always do this fucking armchair quarterbacking thing where it's like. Well, I, yeah, after Saving Private Ryan, you didn't even chronicle the black GIs that returned to the United States and couldn't find work because of the GI Bill. And it's like, he's making a movie about uh, the Normandy invasion. What? It's not seven hours. We're not going back stateside. Right. It, it, it's not a series. Yes, it ends where he dies on well, the bridge. But, all, like, I know we we keep coming back to this, but it's like, why are we at the point now? I thought the, the, the beauty of this country and the beauty of, you know, humanity was, you know what story hasn't been told? That story, I'm going to tell it. Yes. Not just, I'm going to write an article about how somebody else didn't tell it. No. Sorry, Dawson. In many ways, Hollywood has existed to uphold coloniality and capitalist frameworks integral to its success. <laughs> what we need now is truth. Miranda issued an apology, but he must go deeper. He can either admit that he's not really trying to tell groundbreaking stories and cares only about his own impact and legacy, or he can confront that he actively contributes to the same lack of representation he says he has felt his whole life. Why highlight a black Latinx population if your interpretation needed to erase a large portion of the blackness to tell it? Just a fucking obsession with skin tone. It's like a nutty yeah. obsession with skin color. It's but, so fucked up. No, I, I've been yelling about this shit for well over a decade. No one says shit about it. And all it does is get worse and worse and worse and fucking cops quitting and violence and the fu- everything's a fucking mess because a group will not stop obsessing about color. In 2020 fucking one, after we had a two term black president, it, it's like they can't. That's the whole point. What no one understands, back to the crazy roommate, is the more it goes away, the more these people have to activate. They're not interested in it going away. There's a vacuum. Yes. Sorry, Dawson. And by the way, the the black experience in Washington Heights was obviously not Lin-Manuel Miranda's experience. Yes. The, the experience you see on the screen is his experience. <clears throat> That's right. Miranda and Moreno, who tried to walk back her initial statements, are still operating within their industry's anti-black standards. It's clear that upholding that standard of harm takes precedence over authentic, humanizing storytelling. These two sound like the most miserable human beings on the planet. That's the other thing, too. You're making everyone miserable. Everyone is miserable. All all fucking kids under 15 are miserable because they think we live in the, you know, the South circa 1951. Like you're fucking up kids with all your insane rhetoric and you never stop. Ugh. Why do we continue to submit ourselves to this low standard of storytelling and then expect the voices marginalized in the work to show up as grateful consumers in the heights? By the way, we don't we don't have to expose ourselves to this. You can buy a ticket or you cannot buy a ticket. You can go to a fucking tractor pull, too, or not. Yeah. Depends. Uh, depends. You can go to a Nickelback Nobody's concert. Forcing not not you. tons of diversity, but That's you're right. allowed to sure. if you would like. Sorry. You ever been to a Rush show? No. <laughs> I should, though, huh? All dudes. Yeah. And they're all white. All playing the air drums <laughs> at the same time. In the Heights picks and chooses mythical, universal Latino experiences over letting the truth stand in its entirety. The deprioritization of lived and radicalized experiences in favor of a non-existent monocultural Latini dad has no function beyond re- beyond fantasy. That's not true. All right, it's I, it's all. Uh, there's also an amazing scene with Mark Anthony that actually does 
show that. But uh, you know who? what these people are? They're anti-musical. Mm. Because everything they're describing flies in the face of what of, of, of the traditional musical construct. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've ever seen a musical. You take parts of your imagination or parts of your lived experience and you make it larger than life. And you heighten the reality. So if you don't understand what a musical is, then how can we even debate this? Well, maybe like classical music is racist um, because it's all done by a bunch of uh, Western, you know, European uh, dead white guys, a bunch of maybe because maybe just like classical music is now racist. Maybe musicals are racist. Maybe that's that's the problem that there. That's so sad. There could be that article progress about. Did you find that Tom Hanks one? It is fucking killer. Um, Look, if you took. If you took, let's say, musicals from um, 1970 mm-hmm. to now, mm-hmm. and you just took a look at them. Stephen Schwartz, Godspell, that kind of thing. Take a look at that stuff. And then you took a look at sports, mm-hmm. and you took a look at uh, industries, airline or whatever the industry is. I would argue no more progress has been made in the diversity department than musicals, yeah. or at least the ones that are popular. I got all my daughters yes. and all her friends were all singing Hamilton. Your daughter knew every word of that show when she was 11 years old, backwards right. and forwards. And by the way, if we're going to, you know, I know this is an apples to apples, but um, you know what is still the only musical I can think of that celebrates or at least acknowledges Jews? Shtetl peasants in Fiddler on the Roof. Mm. Dowdy shtetl peasants from the Russian countryside. And, you know, that's the thing. It's like musical. That's from a I, the whenever the musical was written. That's still the only musical that represents Jews. Like, Jews, if you want to do something more modern, like, okay, fine. Marvelous Miss Maisel. But there are two examples that I can think of of people that said, you know what? We need people to either understand history or repackage it in a new way. And we're fucking phenomenal, which is The Watchmen, the mm-hmm. series on HBO, which is the first place I ever learned about the Tulsa massacre. It was not taught in any public schooling I ever had. Mm-hmm. And Lovecraft Country, which is the first place I ever heard about a sundown town. And these are these are really compelling sci-fi shows that I learned something from. Someone didn't complain and say, you know, when's somebody else going to do this? Well, there is a ray of sunshine that came from this article. Because as I was staring at it, I thought, who were the two crazy bitches who composed this article? And the names are... Jaleesa Contreras and Dash Harris Machado. Hence, Jules Dash. We took these two, we hyphenate them. We take the first two names... And we now have Jules Dash. We have come to a time. I listen. Did you just admit to writing that article? Yes. People scoffed at me eight years ago when I said if I would change my name to Jules Dash, then I could get uppity into Sundance because uppity is 98% on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever it is. It's, you know, civil rights, mm-hmm. race car. Plenty good enough for Sundance, but Adam Carolla's name yeah. on that is no Brings bueno. Brings down the brand. Jules Dash. <laughs> that would have got it. What was the first girl's name? Julia's uh, something? Julissa. Julissa Dash. Oh, my God. Wow. I would be the toast of Sundance. Be better than Jules Dash. It's yeah. Jules Dash. All right. So now we've come to uh, full circle, everyone. Jules Dash. That's All great. right. Uh, that... So we have a little more apology stuff going on here. We had uh, we had Charles Barkley what do you do? not wanting to apologize. Oh. I don't know if he apologized or not. We, no. we got uh, he's smart. We got that clip. Yeah. So this is uh, well, this is from because uh, uh, recently Barkley went on a podcast saying that he's not allowed to make fun of San Antonio women anymore. So, Gina, what he does is every time he he talks about San Antonio, he always mentions how the women are are big. Mm. And, and overweight and he jokes about it and they love it like they make like shirts whenever he comes into town like I'm a San Antonio woman like they according to Barkley this is a, a, a well received thing with San okay. Antonio but uh, but he got in trouble and this is from 2014 this is uh, the network asking him to apologize in 2014 oh. uh, if you don't like me or the show turn it off 
and they want me to apologize. That's not going to happen. What that's they not going to happen. Me joking about those big old women down in Santa Clara. So, listen, I guess uh, y'all, y'all can I write letters to your mama, money. your daddy, your uncles. I'm not going to have fun on television. You, if you, don't, you know that I'm joking around, but if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell going to uh, freeze Wait, you know, what are you apologizing for? I'm trying to big old women down there. Okay. going off for six oh, years. Let me tell you, uh, come on. I think we're out of time. Come on. What do they eat? And that's why we love Charles Barkley. Uh, yeah. Yes. Very good. All right. Uh, <laughs> Michael, that article, is that uh, the Tom, uh, Hanks Tom Hanks one? Yeah, so this is um, from Boise State Public Radio. When? Sh- How long ago? Org. This is uh, June 13th. Oh, okay. Just yeah, came out. Just yeah, it's by Eric Dagens, who is an NPR <laughs> guy. Uh, it, it's a, a it's an opinion. Tom Hanks is a non-racist. It's time for him to be anti-racist. And he starts off the article saying, I love Tom Hanks. He's an all-around stand-up guy. I love his movies. Um, lo- you know, thought he was a great example of what happened when he got COVID nineteen and how he reacted to it. But he sa- he says, uh, so I, when I saw he recently had written a guest essay for the New York Times calling for more widespread teaching about the Tulsa race massacre when white mobs in Oklahoma burned a prosperous black neighborhood to the ground in t- nineteen twenty one, I was sincerely heartened. Now I thought we'll see him examine how we'll, we'll see him examine how his work so often focused on the achievements of virtuous white male americans may have made it tougher for tales about atrocities such as tulsa to find similar space but he didn't fully go there may have made it tougher You're making a movie about uh, world war 2 uh destroyer commander <laughs> didn't leave ample room for stories of race okay yeah, and he, and he says, look, I'm not asking for Tom Hanks to make a movie about the Tulsa race uh, massacre or anything like that. But over the summer, in the wake of George Floyd's murder by a white police officer, I spent a lot of time investigating the difference between being non-racist and being anti-racist. Anti-racism implies action, looking around your universe, and taking specific steps to dismantle systemic racism. So I'm saying it is time for folks like Hanks to. How be would anti-racist. one go about dismantling yeah. systemic racism? Like That's very all these articles, like even, at the even, DMV or the post office, <laughs> these fucking liar, lying race hustlers never. You know what? You know they never give you a specific example. Right. It's just systemic racism. Okay, good. Give us some names. School boards. Yeah, what, what are we what, talking what about here? Like, what are what is it, or is it just well, in the air? It's just in the air. It's it's uh, it's uh, radon gas. It's just it's just there. Yeah, it, it's it's all woke word said. Please uh, shut the fuck up. So all he you does people. have uh, what Hanks and Hollywood should do next. Oh, okay. Because okay. he, he also called out Ron Howard and Steven Spielberg in the <laughs> sure. article. Uh, he says, if he really wants to make a difference, Hank and other stars need to talk specifically about how their work has contributed to these problems and how they will change. They need to make specific commitments to changing the conversation and story subjects, casting, and execution. That is the truly hard work of building change. Rather than talk about what historically based fiction entertainment must do, why not talk about what Tom Hanks, longtime scripted... Well, hold on. What's this douchebag's name? Eric Deggins. All right. Eric, nobody writes fiction better than you. <laughs> this is all fiction. Everything you comes out of your mouth is fucking race-based fiction. So you're... a a great fiction writer, I can tell by your article. So just go ahead and <laughs> Keep going. pen something yeah. for uh, for your people. Yeah, and then we could have you know we could have the black movie theaters and the white movie theaters <laughs> and the second. Asian movie theaters, not just the upper deck, the entire theater. That'd be awesome. Be a utopia. We could just have our own theaters with our own movies mm. and our own people. It'd be awesome. I think that's overshooting the goal. I don't know. It seems like the I don't next. Like it. It's the logical progression. We have you know black dorms and black graduations. Why 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 not just black theaters and black movies and Chicano theaters, Latinx, African X, Latinx, Chicano X. Mm. Sorry, you got any more? Uh, it says people often say columns such as the one by Hanks are published to start a conversation. Well, here's my suggestion. Let's make part of that conversation how baby boomer filmmakers have made fortunes amplifying ideas of white American exceptionalism and heroism and how the responsibility now lies with helping dismantle and broaden the ideas that helped cement in the American mind. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Keep Uh, writing, everyone. (laughs) See how that goes. (laughs) Fucking nuts. Plus, uh, get to the problem. Families. Families are the problem. 
need to repair the families. That will repair all the problems that then emanate from the broken families. Or you can see if you can get Tom Hanks to um, make a move from his Bel Air mansion. See how that works for your people, you fucking idiot. And that's the thing. If we're talking about symbolism, these are all symbols. Mm -hmm. Did did Moonlight win or not win over La La Land at the Oscars? Moonlight, this teeny tiny little film with people at the time we had never heard of starring an all-black cast about an all-black community, they won over the big Busby Berkeley musical. Not we enough, did that. Gina. Okay. Now you sound like Tom Hanks. Uh-oh. I, not, and that's a bad you're thing, You're not right? trying to dismantle. <sighs> All right. Bull Brian has joined us. Let me do a spot, and then we'll uh, take a break. Uh, All Birds, the tree runner, made from sustainable natural materials that feel light on your feet, and uh, it's better for the planet. Oh, yes, Gina. I'm wearing oh, mine. Oh, those are very nice. Right now. Very fashionable. Warm up on stage when we were in uh, Golden, Colorado. Check Check the archive. Breathable, machine washable with the simple, versatile design. A perfect shoe for any outfit. Yeah, they're good looking and they're nice and soft. So if you have that pointy heel like I have, it doesn't rub the skin off. It's uh, made from responsibly sourced eucalyptus tree fibers and sugarcane based sweet foam midsoles are made for <clears throat> made with the first carbon negative resin. Even the packaging is made for nine, from 90% recycled cardboard. The Tree Runner is carbon neutral. It's a beautiful, beautiful shoe. Like I said, I've been wearing them for about the last month, um, just about every day. Allbirds.com. Go there today. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com. All right, take a quick break. We'll uh, continue with some more apologies and uh, get a... Uh, Get caught up with Bald Brian and his infusion right after this. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting. You want to save some money? How about you bundle? Bundle your policies at Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to Geico.com. Get a quote. See just how much you could save at Geico. That is Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And now Alcoa presents Definitely Not a Jew. On the Adam Carolla Show, Dateline, Tampa, Florida, a 29-year-old woman was arrested after she broke into her ex-girlfriend's home at 3 a.m. and assaulted the sleeping victim with a lava lamp. Definitely not a Jew. All right. Brian has uh, rejoined us. Uh, how'd the infusion go, Brian? I guess the scam is over. <laughs> Got to come to work eventually. Uh, infusion was good, so the reason I'm late... Uh, is that a Vastin? Yes. The reason mm-hmm. I'm late is because the first couple times, this is time number two of this new round, uh, they have to do a slower infusion in case of any allergic reactions, mm-hmm. like literally a slower you know, process. Yeah. So uh, time number three, next time will be a little faster. God willing, I'll be done. Why slower on the second? Why not the first? First, first and second. Did oh. I not say that? Sorry about no, that. Just, first but, couple, you yeah, said. First oh, couple. Oh, okay. The fir- yeah, okay. But they know sense. you're not allergic because you've already ap- had it. And then yeah. after, after you do the first one, you don't have a reaction to it. There was a three-year break, so they have to start the whole oh, process wow. over again. I convinced my doctor not to give me dexamethasone this time because they gave me 10 milligrams mm-hmm. to prevent against allergic reaction. Kept me up for two nights. Oh. Two nights I couldn't sleep. It was miserable. Really? Yeah. It, it, it's mm. a super strong steroid. Oh, you yeah. can lift a car. Ter- no, I had no strength, uh, but uh, no sleep either. Uh, some, oh. br- yeah. Well, let me let me tell you the the the, the news. Um, uh, there's no big. I got MRI results today. Oh, you I did. Got the MRI results mm-hmm. uh, from Monday. I got the uh, Vastin. I meet with the doctor. I had the blood work. The whole the whole shebang. The whole wheel. And uh, the uh, there's no big news, but the little news there is is good news. 
Um, the enhancement that was on the last MRI is all but gone. Oh. Those are the little flares, yeah. the little dots, the whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, doctor is still hoping and wanting the actual physical tumor. Remember I told you there's two things to look for. Enhancement, which is the flares and the dots and the new growth, new, new activity. And then there's the actual physical tumor, which can get bigger or smaller or stay the same, obviously. And he's still hoping for that to you know reduce and get mm-hmm. smaller, but he's, he's uh, hoping the Avastin will take care of that. Uh, but uh, the little news we have is is good good all right positive but you're still late (laughs) he'll be docked you gotta take the sugar with the salt man you just stay an extra half hour after the show that's fine yeah that's all talk to yourself just sweep up a little bit all right dawson got into an accident uh john mcafee was found dead in a barcelona prison now this is an interesting story apparent suicide apparent suicide will fill you in he was on the show about a year ago he was the guy who was exiled oh, yeah. guy, software. software guy. The scion of the McAfee fortune. Right. Yeah. There's a, we'll find it, but a couple interesting things. He wrote a note that said, I would never kill myself. So if I'm dead somewhere, somebody did it. Yeah. I think he might have said that during your interview. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> well, maybe. Max Pat is making a face. You might get I, subpoenaed then. I told him, uh, Send the tape. find what you got. <laughs> But that we'll, might be Exhibit A. We'll see. We'll see if we can find that. He had a very short list, I think, of, of people he would let interview him, and I may have made made it onto that you list. Did, yeah. So, what's the story? So, yeah, just it, it's. I mean, it's breaking as we're recording this, but just found uh, dead Barcelona prison parents suicide, and it's. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People are actually calling about it too. Why don't we? Why don't we talk to uh, Line One, Robert? from Castro Valley. All right, but give it get us caught up on John McAfee, please. Okay, so he he is um he he's a computer entrepreneur, McAfee uh antivirus and all that, but then he he went on the lamb. And like for instance, when when we interview people, I always ask where where they where are you guys zooming mm-hmm. in from because Adam always likes to know. And I was, his wife is the one who manages him, so I was I was in contact with his wife and I and she she was very strict with the rules. Like you only get 45 minutes, please give me all the details. And then I asked, "Okay, great. Where is he uh, zooming from?" And he, she said, "From his iPad that I got him for Father's Day." Mm-hmm. Like so that was kind of mm-hmm. and she was very short with me, but that's just how but then after the interview she sent a very nice thank you letter saying that Adam did a great job interviewing cuz Adam let him actually talk cuz he's really big. He was really big on like censorship and tech censorship which was a big thing on and it's on youtube if anybody wants to watch it adam curl and john mcafee on youtube but they talked about tech censorship and adam was one of the few guys that actually let john talk wow. and he really appreciated it well it's lucky he was an expert in vintage race cars <laughs> or carpentry because then i would have done more talking but i since i know jack squat about computers i'm always willing to zip it <laughs> <laughs> By all means, let the expert talk. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah he, he was wanted. He, I mean, he, he's been in prison at the Dominican Republic. He's wanted by the U.S. government. All these, so he's been on the lam for like 11 years. But he, he seemed to, he was talking about having firearms and yeah, protecting yeah. himself and taxes and like, all that, yeah. all that crazy stuff. So now, I don't know, man. It's interesting that uh, suicide and from the from prison sounds well who the hell knows do we have uh sorry we said we had a call if you can find any clips from that interview yeah that i'm, I'm awesome. through it all right um do you say line one robert mm-hmm. yeah line one robert uh you should put them up on the screen i, I know it, it happened literally as i was okay. speaking to you robert miho miho hey adam i was uh i just i'd see that chris mentioned it but uh my quick question is how some people get a 21 gun salute are you going to give John McAfee a number two salute mm. since he was into some kind of scat at some point? I know it's been mentioned on your mom's house numerous times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Save it for the eulogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do we know he was into scat stuff? There was a there was a documentary that somebody had done where they'd interview the women. I think it was in some South American country where they were getting paid to do that on top of, like, a hammock, and he was, like, underneath it. Oh, no, you got to use so. a glass table with saran wrap. Yeah. You the cannot do a hammock. <laughs> I've hammock been burned like yeah. by that. Now, you can go with a very tight weave, or what we call a Euro weave hammock. That's good. Cloth. That's good for, for number two. Uh, this just in, I just put in the words McAfee scat, 
Mm-hmm. And what comes up is, and I, I can't tell what, oh, Barstool. It says, lesson Stool. learned, do not mm-hmm. ask John McAfee about his alleged affinity for eating women's poop. Mm. Well, if I'd done my due diligence, yeah. I, I may have had that on my bio, but I, I was blissfully unaware. You missed, that, you missed that Barstool headline? Yeah. And this says, this says, uh, da, 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 property, uh, McAfee's mouth from a hammock with a hole cut in it. So, Robert, you're on to something. Mm. And I, I wonder if this also kind of reminds me of uh, when uh, Carradine died and you said you need to put him into a gi. So I'm questioning, do we put him in a diaper or mm. what do we do to? Wow. The stirring trivia. <laughs> Man's corpse I mean, is still warm. Seriously, still warm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Robert, I, I appreciate that. Now, I. Robert Carradine. David Carradine? David Carradine. David Carradine, I know, is Kung Fu. And we also know him from Bill. Kill Bill, He's right? Bill. Yes. He's the titular Bill. And they found him in, like, a. Thailand, Thai, Vietnamese, or something. They Somewhere found weird. They, they found him. One of those places Exotic. where they don't have forks. Okay. And he found him hanging in the closet of like the hotel room, like autoerotic okay. asphyxiation. And I said, if the maid had a shred of dignity, she would have put him in a red, right, red white, and blue yeah. gi, laid him out on the bed, on top of the bedspread, put nunchucks that's in his right. hands and, and a, just say, yes. that's how we found and him. And a Bible next to him. That's right. Great American. And anyone who's close to me, the Porcelain Punisher, ironically, is well aware of my demands. If you ever find me with my pants down and a belt around my neck, you get me into that gi. No, <laughs> no you get a oh. gi, too. You get me into Paul Newman's fire suit, <laughs> yeah. and you lay me down on the hood of that car. Yeah, that's how we found that's him. That's how we found him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Loves. That's right. Um, all right. So, uh, well, that was a nice tribute thank you robert i did not know about the uh, scat angle uh, we'll see if we can find a, a clip or something of that at some point um there's more apologies to go around oh, cool um the uh michael b jordan has to oh, apologize javert yes he thought he was going to come out with a rum brand mm-hmm. i guess and now uh, cardi b's angry or Nicki somebody Minaj. Nicki minaj why is Mickey, Nicki Minaj angry? She says it's cultural appropriation because she actually ha- is from the Caribbean or has some roots in the Caribbean. And a juve is a big a juve. C- celebration that they do in, in like Trinidad that are, that that's basically celebrating the the slaves being free and the emancipation. And the history goes back to the reason they celebrate is because the slaves started mocking their masters at parties, and that's how this party got so big. So once they were free, they started mocking their mm. own masters. Black tail hook. Mm. Yeah. I like it. And uh, and because uh, so Michael that, B. Jordan isn't Caribbean, he shouldn't be using that. But can he celebrate that as a black man? He can't cash in on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. He can't cash in on it. it. It's cultural appropriation. Okay. So, so, so what Nicki did Minaj he do? What he do? Post. So he, uh, he, let's he, hear what Nicki Minaj has to say. Well... Not, and that we were talking about this with uh, Lynn Manuel uh, Miranda. Miranda, sorry, I always want to say Noriega. <laughs> um, the, the 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 point is is uh, they're now going after their own. You know, essentially, it can't be a Latin guy or a black guy, and you're everyone's in the crosshairs these days. Well, Chris is looking that up. This came up on my Facebook timeline from four years ago today, mm-hmm. and this and I wrote so this. I guess Moana was four years ago, right, Brian? It had to be four or five years ago. Oh, it was, it was a long before before Tesla. Okay, so we were talking about this, and and this came up in my timeline with me saying, I keep thinking about the Polynesian man who called into ACS to voice how bummed he was that Maui Halloween costumes were being taken off the shelf. Mm -hmm. Maui's, you know, the big character from Moana. I remember he said how excited he was that his culture was finally being represented and revered, and that it was a real disappointment that this cool opportunity was being taken away from their kids to wear Moana costumes because all the Karens got together and said that they shouldn't be sold. You know, uh, we don't want to live in a world where only certain people can celebrate certain cultures. You know what I mean? Like you got uh, you make a killer taco and you're redheaded. You should be able to make a killer taco without getting into trouble on the on Twitter. Yeah. Fusion foods. The thing it's it's a good it's good that people enjoy or celebrate other people's cultures. It's kind of a tip of the cap. I would argue it's kind of the opposite of racism, but that's. That's just me. All right. So 
Michael B. needs to kind of yeah. stay in his lane and come up with a rum that's from wherever his ancestors are. Guess, like I, he's from the Detroit area, so it's a Detroit-based <laughs> rum or a mile rum, yeah, made with uh, pure Detroit Mountain Spring water, or, cane sugar, right? Um, so yeah, Nicki Minaj says, "I'm sure MBJ didn't intentionally do anything he thought Caribbean people would find offensive, but now that you are aware, change the name and continue to flourish and prosper." And so Michael B. Jordan then goes on his Instagram and says, I just want to say on behalf of myself and my partners, our intention was never to offend or hurt a culture we love and respect and hoped to celebrate and shine a positive light on. Last few days has been a lot of listening, a lot of learning and engaging in countless community conversations. These are all like Maoist struggle sessions everyone has to go through. Like, I've learned and I've been taught and I'm getting better. Yes, masters, we're all getting better. We don't want to go into the fucking cornfield because nut jobs are correcting everyone at every turn. Yeah, he ends it, he ends it with, we hear you, I hear you, and want to be clear that we are in the process of renaming. Superfly! <laughs> we sincerely apologize. And look forward to introducing a brand we can all be proud of. Well, and this happened to Kim Kardashian. Was it two years ago? She had a body, you know, body suits, whatever, called Kabuki. Mm. And she had to have those changed. I think they changed to Skim or Skin, but that brand doesn't exist anymore either. They tried to do it with, um, oh, God, Cortland, Caitlyn Jenner, not Caitlyn Jenner, the other Jenner model shit. Kendall. 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 Cortland, Kendall. Yeah. Well, she had the Pepsi thing, mm-hmm. but with the 818 tequila, like 10 minutes ago, mm-hmm. they tried to get her too because she took pictures and agave you it, know, thing. She like was a, wearing like a, a thing oh. and they were like, you're wearing a hat that looks like it's kind of Mexican. What are you doing? Like, oh. it was like, I, I don't know. I got a tequila. Yeah. Uh, look, every... I never really thought about it. Buzgas el sanctimonious. I I don't know. Have a fucking drink and shut the fuck up, everybody. Jesus Christ. You know, I I never really thought about it, but now Maxipati have to look. Yeah, oh yeah, she's been called out for cultural appropriation (laughs) over the new tequila. Of course. All right, but uh, the great Paul Newman, if you picture all of his labels... He had oh, a picture yeah. of himself like yes. a gondolier yeah, yes. and a picture of a sombrero. <laughs> like pre, that. Pre-Treader Jose. That's right. right. Huh? A lot of the Paul Newman stuff, right. like the yeah. salsa, oh, he probably yeah. got like a, a big sombrero, sombrero yeah. or something. Like that's what he did. He went, I'm a blue-eyed guy. I make products. I give all the money mm-hmm. to charity. And then the salsa or the Italian the meatball sauce, the marinara, yeah. like all, I will appropriate that culture. And everyone went, oh, that's funny. Yeah, look at him. Look at him. He's an actor. Yeah. There he is. Dressing acting. Up, acting like stuff. These days, would I have gotten in trouble for majoring in Japanese theater? In Kyogen and No? Can we cut that? Can we cut I'm that curious. Wow. Gina. Wow. I say a that's lot a of shit on the air, but Shots I would have never said that. Holy you should shit. apologize. Well, hold on. Are you Japanese? No. Well, oh. then we have now. Oh, boy. That's an issue. Because I was really, I felt really close to that culture. And I really loved having that be my main focus of study. You just don't know when to quit, do you? Oh, boy. My mom is a Chicano studies major, and she's whiter than Tom Petty. All right, we but have... Isn't that a, the ultimate tip of the cap to there's other countries to learn about and celebrate? I, first off, we're living in an upside-down world because the stuff that used to be a... A, a beacon of non-racism. First things first. My mom's not interested in a job, so she took Chicano <laughs> studies because there is no 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 CEO in a corner office with a cigar. Would give me a Chicano studies major stat. Go down to the university. Has anyone in this whole factory studied Chicanos? My, my God, my kingdom! <laughs> How am I going to run this Fortune 500 company without someone who knows the intricate workings of Chicanos? I'm feeling so the jab. My mom got the job. <laughs> I mean, she she became the Chicano studies major, so she would be left alone. If you study accounting or so saddle repair yeah. when you graduate, someone goes, "Where's where's your? Yeah. You got to get you a job down at the it. stables, right? Right. right. So yeah. she made sure there was no one could ever say to her, uh, what are you doing for work? Mm. Like, again, studying. pick something, toaster repair, right. <laughs> pick something specific. And then you would, if you, if you studied in painting dry dock boats, right. you must then get a get job, a job yeah. doing that. So she did that. But she was also 
virtue signaling because right. she's a hippie and she's lazy, but she's like, I want people to think I'm on the vanguard of I I could never be mistaken for a racist. Mm. I am a Chicano studies major. Right. So what was in the 80s a considered a virtue of, hey, look at me, look how unracist I am. Now it's problematic. Oh, boy. Now we got a problem. We have... Um, Oh, the Kendall Jenner. We have. Yeah, uh, we can we, watch some of it if you want. All right, we can watch her. She's just like, yeah. I don't know. She's walking around so agave she's a agave field. Second spot. Yeah. She's riding a horse. So she they're has, upset. One. She has she's, a hat. She's using Mexican people as props. <laughs> Where are they? Oh, there's a gentleman. They're the people that make the tequila. Two. She's wearing a sombrero. Yeah. Three. Well, they're not props. It's the way she's playing dress up as a less fortunate person. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, so Wait a second. Mm. That's rude. Do these people know that there are people from Mexico that are quite well off and flourishing, or do we do we just associate anyone from a particular country has to be Gina, impoverished? It's called poor Mexicans. Okay, you no, understand? This is a full title. Do you know how That's pissed I am that I'm defending Kendall Jenner? I know, sad. We have to have to. Strange bedfellows during these times, you know what I mean? Well, I heard a, an interview with Salma Hayek, a great interview. I think it was on Mark Maron. And she was talking about how she came from a very well-to-do family in Mexico and had all the, you know, just talking about her childhood. And, and I think her mom or dad, one of them's like Lebanese and like she flourished well, in Mexico. That, yeah. Is that is that allowed? No. Okay. Poor Mexicans. So seeing the agave field reminds me, you talk about um, majors where you have to go into that field, like you mm-hmm. specialize in this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the ultimate example, not, maybe not the ultimate, but a great example of that is viticulture at uh, UC Davis. They teach mm-hmm. winemaking. Like yeah. it's a winemaking major. You know what I mean? You mm. go, where else are you going to go? Yeah, you got to go do? into it. And it's right there in your neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, mm. We have a one minute clip of me and John McAfee. From uh, a year ago? Yeah, so this is, uh, you guys saying bye to each other. Here we go. Last question. Should Weinstein have fled? Yes, I think everybody should have fled that did not. I'm, I'm so sorry, but people go, you're a coward, Mac. If you want to stand up for, what, I mean, what, I'm going to face charges for refusing to pay taxes, which I have made public for 11 freaking years, knowing uh, I will never see the light of day simply because uh, the American government wants me to shut up. So, no, um, people, if you believe that you are being unjustly prosecuted, then escaping, leaving, whatever you want to call it, is is your right. I'm sorry. It's, it's simply your right. And uh, I'm sorry. I must go now. Yes, My apologies. I, will, I hope we can talk again soon. This has been uh, enlightening. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, Adam, I, uh, I do have a, a list of people who I'm willing to talk to again, maybe one out of 25 people. I would be happy to talk to you again. And I'm sorry that I had to cut this short. Thank you. Um, and I'm flattered that you All put right. me on that short list. Well, now I add St. Peter <laughs> to that list. You think he's going to heaven? <laughs> I have no. I really. I'm blissfully unaware of, of of the inner workings of uh, Silicon Valley and the internet and what the fuck everyone's up to. Yeah. I, I don't really this, don't know. I don't know the specific of John's uh, <clears throat> case or whatever, but it's funny. It reminds me of what you used to say, which is whenever people say the government wants to shut me up, the government doesn't want me to tell the truth. The government just wants you to pay taxes. They just want you to be on the. That's one thing he doesn't want to do. I know that's one thing he doesn't want to do. But they just yes. want you. They just want you producing revenue. They want they want your money. It's slowly getting into a slightly more Orwellian government version that I never really anticipated. But uh, yes, by and large, in the past, they just wanted your fucking money. Now they're getting a little over their skis. I think the government these days, and there's probably there there may be more to it than just wanting your money. They may want you to shut up about mm-hmm. certain things now. I mean, look no. Further than COVID, any the doctors that had opinions about therapeutics and stuff, they were getting shouted down and shut up. So we're now bleeding into the opinion world. Right. But yes, by and large, they're just a big bank. They want everyone right. to pay. And that's that's generally that's generally how the government works. Well, and you think about YouTube, they weren't getting shouted down. They were getting pulled mm-hmm. about stuff they were most mostly right about. At the at the time, just before it was popular opinion. Well, they'll have a new chance with the Delta variant. That's right. We'll look forward to that. All right. Uh, there's a uh, speaking of money in the government. I got. Uh, I was looking. Gavin Newsom is uh, 
put out a commercial, like a 30 oh, second spot. Cool. I took note of He didn't email me about it. <laughs> he, uh, I was watching this Gavin Newsom commercial. I think it came on after TMZ, if I, if I recall, but this is Gavin and, uh, Tell me what angle you think Gavin's using here to try to get uh, some votes after this recall situation. (laughs) Governor Gavin Newsom has California roaring back. What does that mean for you? Newsom is delivering money to your pocket, plus an extra 500 bucks for families with kids. $4 billion straight to small businesses through the nation's largest grant program. Cleaning up our streets and getting 65,000 homeless Californians into housing. And free pre-K for every California child, regardless of income. Governor Newsom is just getting started, and so is our California. He had to hit the homeless thing, but most of it is I'm going to give you money. Yeah, this shit's free. I'll give you free. By the way, free income or sorry, free pre-K, regardless of income. Well, no shit. Right, rich people don't need. I'm not sure what his angle is. Like it's for it sounds good low income. People. That's, yeah. that's Seems like the same number of homeless people on my drive here. I, I have yet to see one come off the street. There was not, one two second clip of Newsom picking up trash. I didn't. I've never cleaning up. Never spotted that. I've never seen any homeless situations. But he's going to give you eleven hundred bucks. It's a bribe. Yeah, that's it. I'll give you cash. And I don't know if you saw the clip um, of him in San Francisco, like in the city proper, of him being whisked away by his team after he's assaulted and accosted by a homeless person. Oh, no. That was on Instagram. Somebody tagged me in it. But just really whisking him into the building quickly. Did the guy have a machete? No, I think it was was fisticuffs. Uh, And there's also uh, one more apology to go around here, which... Zach Weiner or yeah, Weiner? Zach, Zach Weiner or Weiner. He's, he's running for New York City Council. He's, he's a young guy. Um, you might not like him, Adam, just for the fact that his dad is a co-creator of Dora the Explorer. Oh! <laughs> that's, no. what he's, that's what he's apologizing for, right? Oh. <laughs> no, well, actually, so 18 months ago, he went to a dominatrix uh, dungeon, oh. and he was like a, a sub, a submissive, and the video leaked. The video leaked. So here, Kaylin has a, a little what bit of the video. So oh, So they took video of real? it. And this went and, and this was anonymously leaked on Twitter saying that I have the copy. He, I think he thinks it's his ex-girlfriend because that's who he, this, the, the woman is. Uh-huh. Wait, are we going to watch this? Yes. I, I feel, now I feel bad. He's got a ball gag in. He's in his underpants. She's dripping wax Ooh. on his nipples. Dripping wax on his nipples. on his nipples. Oh, nice. And he's all handcuffed and strapped in. I think he likes it. Oh, so good. You're trying to be tough now. Yeah. It's super creepy weird. Look at Mr. Oh, oh, don't pull those clothes. clothes you got to squeeze them before you take them off. You can't just pop them off. Adam, I think she's trying to inflict pain. I don't think you understand what a subdom relationship is. <laughs> I'm pretty familiar with that world. And I'm, all right, so she's so, being his ass. But I think he I, handled it right. Right. So the reason I, I found this video is because I actually saw the statement he made about the video, which cut, went had me go look for this video. But uh, it just says, statement on the video. Whoops. I didn't want anyone to see that, but here we are. I'm not ashamed of the private video circulating of me on Twitter. This is a recreational activity that I did with my friend at the time for fun. Good for him. Like many young people, I have grown into a world where some of our most private moments have been documented online. While a few loud voices on Twitter might chastise me for the video, most people see the video for what it is. A distraction. I trust that voters will choose a city council representative based on their policies and their ability to best serve the community. Please go to my website and read about my actions to improve our neighborhood. All right. Look, uh, he's got you, my vote. What you Pivot. do in your own personal dungeon is uh, yeah. your your GD business. Yeah. I don't, I don't care as long as you can do the job. But you have to figure out, like, is this guy going to be tough on crime? There's there's a couple arguments, you know, in both directions. Yeah. You know, what I mean, there's a high threshold for pain, right. so maybe not he a lot of remorse punishment. for street thugs. Mm, and he does, shit. yes, he does believe in punishment. On the other hand, there's probably arguments in the other direction as mm. well. Like, do we want our officials, our leaders, being dominated? Yeah. I can spin this. Mm. I work for him now. Mm. Here's how it goes. When you go to a, a subdom dungeon like that, mm-hmm. from what I understand, ninety percent of those people are titans of industry. Yes. they're right. making decisions Alpha all day. Males. They want so okay. So this guy is 
a, a titan boss. of industry in the making. <laughs> it's always been my argument. You, you don't see any day laborers show up no. there or guys who work on the floor of the Budweiser plant, Van Nuys no. that are getting fucking, they get yelled at by their boss all day long. Their life is a, a sort of low grade version yep. of being dominated. Do you know what I mean? It's always the guys who dominate. Yes. Who want to flip the script. So he's ready. He's being groomed for it. Yeah, it's basically the guys who work at the Italian food place don't go out and eat Italian food. Right. They go out and eat Thai food sure. because they that's their life. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I'd like him in charge. And <laughs> if he was the dominator... He be his life would be over. His career would be over if he was seen like beating a woman. Oh yeah. But this, I, I think we can all get behind this. Yeah. Yes. Female empowerment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got my vote. All right. We'll talk to uh, Sean Williams and uh, Danny Gold. These guys are reporters, and they know all about um, uh, organized crime, organized crime I'm and gangs. About this. I'm curious about MS13. Yeah. That's going to be good. So we'll get into all that in a second. First, I'll tell you about. Uh, Caldera Lab. That's right. Dry skin, acne scars, wrinkles, or just want healthier skin. This is the product I use. The Good by Caldera Lab. Non-toxic natural serum made from 100% plants. That's right. All plants. Named by GQ is the best natural face serum for men. For all guys and all skin types, great with a beard or a bald head. A dry scalp works nicely on that as well. Keeps it shiny and moisturized. Caldera believes you shouldn't have to decide between clean, sustainable ingredients and real results. Simply apply to dry skin, dry clean skin, by the way, and Bob's your uncle. You will notice the difference immediately. Try it 100% risk-free. If you don't love it, they will refund it, your money, in full. Caldera, right, Dawson? Special offer for the Adam Carolla Show audience. 20% off your first Caldera Lab purchase of the good. Go to calderalab.com slash Adam. That's C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com. Or use discount code Adam at checkout. All right, take a quick break, and we'll be back with our reporters right after this. Another day, another unknown. It could bring your biggest order yet, or a new cyber threat. Whatever happens, Comcast Business will keep you ready with a network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Get started with a great offer from Comcast Business. And for a limited time, ask how to get a $650 prepaid card with a qualifying bundle when you buy online. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to comcastbusiness.com to learn more. Prepaid card offer ends 9-21-21. Call or go online for details.